Welcome to On the Couch with James Field and Ian Harris. It's episode 71 for the 10th of April, 2008. Hey James. Hi Ian, how's it going? It's going very well, how are you today? Not bad at all, good to be here. We're good to be on the couch. We are, we are on the couch in the same kind of place. Number 72. Number 72 on the couch podcast, where we cover what's hot and what's new in uh, sort of broadcasting and media kind of technology, bit of gadgets, we've got business news, we've got technology generally news, bit of content delivery, mobile gaming and other stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully. Anyway, and, uh, but we'll see. <laughs> Depends on what the news <laughs> we'll see, is. Well, there's quite a lot of interesting stuff kind of that's jumping around at the moment. Um, so uh, what's happening in the US? Well, uh, obviously, you know, we've been talking about it for ages now. It's a DTV switchover is happening. Lots of countries, almost like every week, a new country announces that it's uh, going to be switching off analog. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, China's going great guns with the Olympics, obviously the news at the moment. Um, and the US... They've got this coupon program where yeah. the government is giving everyone, is it a $40 coupon? $40, yeah. $40, and it's a, everyone, I don't know how you kind of get them, but you, you get one, and obviously there's a lot of people in America, $40 per household, it's like, there mm-hmm. must be a couple of hundred million households in the US. Yep. Um, so clearly, where there's, uh, there's money, there's scammers. <laughs> and uh, what are they trying to do? Well, essentially what they did is they said, oh, yeah, we'll offer you some amazing set-top box mm-hmm. for um, your coupon and an extra bit of cash. Right. And then what they did is they redeemed the coupons immediately right. and then said, oh, we haven't got the boxes at the moment. <laughs> it's, uh, oh, we're off to uh, the Caribbean. And they charged the customers' credit cards. <laughs> All right. Um, they took the money and they got the money from the And they the got government. a lot of PR because they were doing this. Um, right. And they had a the box called an MMDTVB03. One of my personal favourites at the boxes. The, yeah, it uh, makes me sneeze when I just <laughs> say the word. Tell you, um, so they've delayed shipping it, and they've offered it would it would allow customers to switch to an inferior box for five dollars less. So basically, they've um, taken the money and run, essentially. So it's a bit of a, a con, but I mean, I guess it's right. to be expected. And uh, I'm sure they're a fake. I don't know how the coupons were they uniquely numbered or you know, right how that works out. Well, but, I mean, yeah, forty dollars multiplied by what would there be? A hundred million households? Oh. Big time, loads of them. Yep, that's that's a lot of cash you can get your hands on. You know, everyone wants a bit of that. Yeah. So Do I have beware. a box you can, you can have? <laughs> Fantastic. Mm. Mm, okay, well, I mean, I guess uh, that gives you some indication that the, uh, the the digital switch off is happening in the US, and uh, I think one of the the realizations for the UK is that it's not happening at least for Southeast England, which is essentially mm-hmm. London. Yeah. Uh, until 2012. And uh, that could be the start of the switch off. Not like it's not the the chopper comes down and suddenly no more analog. Right. There's got to be something. I don't think there's any coupon scheme being discussed in the UK. But then boxes are readily available everywhere. And most of the UK, to be fair, is digital already. I mean, I think it's ninety percent digital penetration of one form or another. Whether that's Mm. Sky or whether that's uh, what what we call Freeview here, which is digital TV. And no one's come up with a kind of give the box away for free scheme yet. I mean, there has to be some kind of business model out there where mm. you could get, you know, get a free TV converter mm. for something, whether it's advertising driven or something like that. Essentially, the content on True. digital terrestrial network in the UK is, is free and supported by advertising anyway. So it's, so someone has to go the extra step and to, say, yeah. get this free DTV box, 
maybe you have to get access to other channels but supported by advertising and I'm sure that's not too far away I know there are mm. people looking at doing that but typically any box that's bespoke is going to have to be more expensive absolutely I think there's I mean the discussion here in the UK just uh, you know with, with people that I know who are buying high definition TVs and saying right I want to go and get some high definition content now and they've got a choice of going and buying a Blu-ray player or a PS3 all the uh, same <laughs> a Blu-ray player is cheaper or a PS3 is cheaper exactly so they're going to end up with a PS3 uh, and the other options are either Sky HD or Freeview HD eventually yeah, I so. think B-Sky B the satellite book has launched a few more channels on HD mm-hmm. um, and I think there was some plans for use of the freed up terrestrial spectrum for HD mm-hmm. uh, but that's as you say it's 2012 long way a long, long way, way to go long way away um, or you can try and watch it online a bit dodgy ooh HD content online I mean, I can watch HD movie previews, but they're only 720p. <laughs> but, you know, when you want to watch the actual film, you it's can't not there. <laughs> can you do it in the US? Can you get uh, Yeah, Xbox, and- Xbox uh, Live. I think in the UK as well, you can buy Xbox Live HD movies. Right. Um, you can't do that on your PS3. Not yet. Mm. They haven't launched that sort of... Well, that's a, that's that's kind a of missing arena. option, isn't it, really? Uh, it'll be coming, but I guess it's down to rights and stuff. So that, that's one of the, the challenges. And I think I saw some reports earlier about how... The, the grossed up HD me- content market because obviously HD DVDs you know that's that's dead yes um, the beforehand they were predicting you know X, X billion dollars of sales of HD mm-hmm. media and now it's sort of X minus 20% right it doesn't mean Blu-ray is going to suddenly get all of that mm. so um, and I'm still having trouble watching HD content anyway it's outrageous <laughs> due to my HDMI connection issues <laughs> but, uh, this, isn't, this isn't a rent uh Opportunity. So we've got some more news here. Um, obviously, the BBC in the UK, funded by the licence fee payer. We talked about this before about how mm-hmm. are they sort of stopping other entrants into the market by providing the iPlayer for free. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some of the ISPs have been complaining. I think Tiscali principally mm. saying, you know, why should we have to pay to carry this stuff? Uh, lots of people are watching it. Um, and uh, I guess we've got a uh, something about. The BBC iPlayer in our content delivery section yes. later on, so I'll talk yeah. a bit more of that because I've actually tried a few more things with that now. So okay, uh, we can compare and contrast. Uh, but the BBC uh, are in the news also for uh, Ofcom, who is the regulator in the UK, suggesting maybe some of the license fee that we uh, pay to the BBC might go to the other channels in order to finance their public service programming. Uh, which is kind of starts to get where it's odd. going. I think when the BBC ceases to have its charter because mm-hmm. they've got a, I think it's a six-year renewal to keep collecting that license fee, and then it's then it's finished, is it? Is that it it's after it? six years. It's up for review again, but may not be granted. Right. So right. that's why the BBC is kind of rushing to try and get out there. But it's a right. bit unfair. Really, it's got this this advantage of having mm. lots of. Uh, it's got instant money. Um, so, so uh, this is a kind of a net neutrality thing, really, right? Yeah, should. I guess. Uh, and BBC is obviously going. Yeah, of course they should carry it. People should be free to watch it, whatever they want on the internet. <laughs> but I mean, it's an interesting concept because when you look at Sky, who's paid to have you know satellites launched and paid to have set the boxes and yeah. dishes on everyone's uh, roofs who who are customers, uh, and the BBC is essentially getting recarriage via the internet for all the content that they want to deliver from them to. It's only selected content, UK. to be fair. It's not everything, and it's not live True. streaming. It is True. just video-on-demand stuff. True. Um, but, it, to be, I mean, when you when you view it and download it, the bandwidth is quite impressive how much they've been able to 
Uh, yeah. I mean, this is the other aspect to it. When you actually, uh, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Talk about that. So people are complaining. That's the main thing. Um, which kind of brings us on to the BBC to launch iPlayer oh, on the Wii. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now we've both got Wii's. Mm-hmm. Um, I did have a go at this last night. What was it like? Um, bit disappointing, to be honest. Um, mm. It wasn't that easy. I, d- I mean, when I turned on my Wii, I hadn't used it for a week or so. Did some kind of updates. I thought, oh, this must be something appearing BBC. Because in the Wii, there is a country menu. You have to say which country you're in. Right. Um, so I thought suddenly on the menu would appear BBC iPlayer. Pa-ching. But no. Uh, yeah, so I had to go to the op- launch the Opera browser. Right. Go to the BBC homepage. Right. Um, and I, you know, slash iPlayer or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it does it does a bit of browser detection. It says, oh, you've got Opera for the Wii. So it does. Uh, if you've seen it on um, the iPhone, for instance, the the home page, the portal page for iPlayer comes up with a little beta for on an iPhone. It says iPhone beta. It says Wii beta. Right. And then you can click click the yes, I'm over eighteen. There might be a swear word in this. Uh, mm-hmm. And then you can watch uh, not in full screen though. Uh, I don't right, know if you've, so you've used the Opera browser on the Wii, right? And there's yeah. this bar at the bottom, which has yeah. got favourites and home and you stuff. So that, that and that's you know fifteen percent of the screen height, yep, at least. I think you can get rid of that though. Somehow, I guess. This, right. Yeah. Uh, anyway, as I said, I didn't play with it for that long, but I thought, oh, you know, click, yeah. So it's a video streams just a web page, like it's a know. web page with a window in the middle where you can that's and it, flash player. because I know on the the iPod version, the iPhone version iPod Touch version there is mm. a click to make it full screen it goes full screen but right. the Wii didn't, didn't even, like, even on the PC there's a click to make it full screen yeah. um, mm. and, okay. and to be honest I'm watching it on this huge projector screen and, it, <laughs> when it's, and it's 480p but it's still fairly uh, yeah. You know. yeah okay so once you flash it's playing out there and I guess it does adjust the content in some sense because you know the, the iPhone doesn't play flash but it does play AAC so it must be AAC content that yeah uh, or AVC I mean it's some yeah it, it, there was an update when right. I turned it on and it wasn't clear what it was for okay so it could have been could have been a key or something to get into the I mean who knows interesting so I actually um, had to go up, uh, downloading content from the iPlayer okay and uh, Mac or PC PC yeah and it's all very much Microsoft. Yeah, huge files can they? Yep, large files. But when you're downloading it, it actually does peer-to-peer downloading. So this is the amusing bit. Well, there's two clients, aren't there? You, when you download the, the client, there's two things. There's the, mm. uh, the thing that there's the GOIP and the peer-to-peer bit, and then there's the player yep. element. So the, uh, in the, when you're actually downloading stuff, it's pulling it from when I was downloading. I downloaded a copy of Doctor Who. Right. Pulled it off 17 different people from elsewhere who had their iPlayers kicking around on their yeah, PCs. Yeah. One of the options is that's already ticked is when iPlayer is not running still allow people to slurp stuff off your PC and use yep. all your bandwidth uh, which I turned off <laughs> um, but, that, but it was checked by default yep so it's going to have something so once you've downloaded it and I don't remember agreeing to any sort of terms and conditions that say by the way I'm going to use all your bandwidth up even when you're not doing anything else by yeah. serving stuff up but anyway that was that was in the EULA you clicked to install <laughs> terms and conditions yeah whatever okay and uh, yeah so Pull it off 70 different people and the bandwidth, uh, well, it was about six. You've got 20 megabits or something? Yeah, I've got about, well, I get about 16 megabits. And it was downloading at about six or 700 kilobits per second, um, which is not bad, not bad at all. So it only took a few minutes to download. Can you watch? Could you watch it it as it's downloading? Once it's downloaded. And to be fair, the um, 
the actual player did crash <laughs> three or four times in the process of trying to make this all work. Yeah. Uh, but it, in, in the end, in the end, you can play your content, watch it full screen, and it's just yeah. Microsoft Media Player. Yeah. You can choose to either use. I did the try and watch a bit of Gavin and Stacey last night on Gavin my MacBook Pro. I don't right. know if you've seen it. It's a, it's a no. bizarre UK wacky comedy thing. Uh-huh. But again, it crapped out after 15 minutes or something saying the player encountered a problem. Hmm. But it was stalling quite a lot as well. Okay. Um, it must be, must be your. I don't know. Ethernet. Server, my power line, <laughs> Ethernet, Wi Fi, <laughs> Wacko home network, or something else. Yeah. But still, when it, when it did work, it was fine, and the picture quality is not as good as I was expecting. Like it's it's not pristine, yeah. Like not DVD quality. You can still see the compression artifacts. But have you compared that with the streaming stuff? Because the streaming stuff I is pretty ropey. Yeah, I will do that as well. Uh, but it was when you take two steps away from the monitor, it was perfectly watchable. And did you feel it was free? That's the thing. Yes, I did feel it was free. Although the, the whole, I mean, it, w- it's it was not only free. Me four days to watch it before it expires which yeah. is a bit frustrating because at least if I'd recorded it on my Skybox I could watch it whenever but, I But I mean at least your download experience was quite good when yeah. I used iPlayer yeah. yep. you know four months ago yeah. there were no other peers right. and it took, so it like, like, and it took dick, in a dick, half dick. hour show took two hours to download oh, so really? okay you know, I think that's that's clearly right. as they went out of the beta, they've right. got more people to do. Well, it, so. I mean, that's it. Once you've got a million people using it and sharing, and who haven't unchecked that box, and who haven't, yeah, and exactly. have left their PCs on, you know. But <laughs> then most people watch TV at around the same time, and I guess most people yep. are downloading to consume yep. here and now. So I guess you, yep. you know, you you hit the download button, go and grab a cool one, yep, come that's back true. and grab another one because it hasn't finished, and then. Uh, but to be, I mean, I I was quite encouraged by the experience. I mean, despite the fact it crashed a couple of times. Uh, you know, I'd definitely go back and download some more stuff. No ads. You just get that little no bumper ads. with the bunny rabbit running around, and then that's it. Right? <laughs> that's right, and you're off. Yeah. It's great. So, I think uh, if I if I had forgotten to watch it, had forgotten to record it on Sky, yeah. then I'd definitely go. Oh, I can just pull it off. The I think. I mean, iPlayer. the other thing when I've used my iPhone, it's worked perfectly, no stalling. But then you've got lower resolution pictures because it does a detection, yes. so you've got less data yep. data, as you would say. Um, <laughs> so we've got all that going on. So. No, I think it, it, it works. I mean, you can deliver stuff over the open internet, um, but clearly, you know, mm-hmm. if it's free, it sounds really good, but it's not. I mean, it's what, £11 a month or something, a TV license, so... Mm. Um, Worth every penny. Indeed. I would listen classic comedy from yesteryear about I would gladly sell my house and its entire <laughs> content simply to watch Emmerdale Farm or something. Anyway, EastEnders. Or something, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, okay. Um, other news that's out... Um, on media players, media players, we've got the uh, Adobe Media Player launched today. Right, so what does it mean? On like, Thursday, because YouTube uses Flash as its okay. Well, of I think media. I, this is a bit weird because it's it's using Adobe Air, which is the um, Adobe integrated runtime. So it's right. a standalone application, right? Which so typically Adobe products run as plugins. Yeah, it's true. You can only okay. run so it this from is like a browser a, or... Yeah. So this is like a standalone environment where you, it runs mm-hmm. its own stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've got a media player. I don't think it had... It mentioned there was some stuff about DRM here, but it didn't... They've, they've got some content partners. Yeah. I, mean, I see this as really they're trying to showcase the technology for Air, and they need right. to get some people in to sort of show that you, you can something. deliver media in this way. Right. Because this... I think this is pr- probably using their um, AVC codec as well, H.264, which is in there as well, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, and there's the race we talked about before about Silverlight versus Air. Right, um, so Microsoft is the Silverlight Yeah, I mean, player, have it? you tried that uh, thing on uh, the, the Silverlight implementation from Skinkers, the livestation.com? 
No, I haven't tried. Uh, that. I mean, that's again. You can if you look at that as that's live streaming video, mm-hmm. uh, typically news, and it works all right. Yeah, it works fine. Again, peer to peer based. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's another one I saw the other day. Guy from Box uh, or something told me about it. it was uh, LiveNewsCameras.com, mm-hmm. which is more US based. Right. Uh, but there's you can see all the news cameras which are coming out there. Wow, that's cool. And um, is that Silverlight based as well? I think it's Mogulus. I think it might be Flash. Have you seen Mogulus? No. Mogulus is more of a live broadcasting kind of thing. It's a bit of a bizarre name, but I guess you know, there's only so many domain names not taken yet. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They're the strange ones. Uh, so a live streaming video is viable. Like uh, we talked just before we came on about Quick, mm-hmm. Q-I-K, which is yep. a live streaming video from mobile phones. People have done mm, some sort of in- cool. interviews on Symbian phones. Um, so this is something one to watch. It's just out kind of new mm. now, Adobe Media Player. Um so I guess they're trying to compete with the Microsoft Well, it looks market. like iTunes, apparently. It's more of a kind of an iTunes. Yeah, right. They're saying it's like an iTunes replacement. You can watch stuff within uh, the window. Yeah, because it was saying that uh, you can but it's all free manage right now. all your content and download yeah. shows automatically. And yeah, so it's kind of like an iTunes standalone thing. But right. I think they're really showcasing what you can do with Air. And their partners are people such as Blip TV, QKED. Yeah. CBS, I've heard Epicurious. of. Uh, MTV, Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon's I mean, Style.com. Uh, Universal Music, so it's music. It'll be interesting to see where it comes from. It's all free or ad supported. So okay, well, watch and learn. Wait, the other thing, I, I mean, I kind of have to go back and check this, but uh, or maybe one of our listeners can give us some feedback on whatever happened to uh, uh, Dupe and Juiced, Juiced, Juiced. <laughs> no, there was some new, there was some Juice news uh, this week as well uh, about how they were laying, well, pretend restructuring. I think oh, was the, uh, restructuring. Not good. laying people off, they were restructuring, right? Refocusing, but I think obviously the business plan isn't going as well as they thought. They haven't mm. got as many content people on there, and I think that's the trouble with, with things like this. Um, even Adobe starting off, they haven't got any heavy hitters in there. There's nothing there where you just go, "I'm going to watch that." But the heavy hitters typically aren't. You know, they're not really willing to go forwards and participate in these early because they've got. They, they don't want to kill the cash cow. They have a cash cow no, already. They exactly. don't want to go in there and offer something, and if it takes off, it's too risky. So they'd rather take yeah. it gently. Um, Unless you're the BBC, where it doesn't matter because you get paid anyway. So. <laughs> that's right, you get paid either way. <laughs> um, so that's good. Uh, technology stuff, we kind of skipped a story here about Tring Me, didn't we? Mm. Um, so I signed up for this Tring did, okay. Me. This is uh, out of uh, India. It's a VoIP kind of... It's interesting. Well, tell me about uh, it. I, I mean, I, I got all enthusiastic about it, but then I turned, it turns out it's, it's, one of the, it's, a, it's a typical... Uh, get you in for free, and then when you want to do anything vaguely exciting with it, you, you charge money. So... Essentially, it allows you to put a little widget on your web page, and you click on it, and it's it's interesting because it actually uses Tringme.com, uh, by the way. That's right. It uses the uh, microphone uh, and audio capabilities of Flash that right. most apps don't actually. Yeah, use. I've seen a thing pop up sometimes which say camera and you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah, but this I mean it does allow you to um, leave a voicemail, or I don't think you can actually. I think you must be able to have a conversation, I guess. But uh, and it it basically is a Flash application that then communicates with a backend that re-encodes it such that it can communicate with a SIP backend. Right. So if you have a SIP connection, uh, which is the standard way of doing internet-to-net telephony, uh, then you can actually receive calls for free. But if you want it to actually go to a normal phone, like your yeah. mobile or a desk so phone... So you could do you Tring Me to Tring Me. Uh, Tring Me is... It's a, Skype, it's about I mean, Skype out is... No, it's about sending. It's not about receiving. So it, it allows your friends anyone that you know on the web yeah. to be able to communicate with you and it reaches you via either SIP or via your phone in which case you have to pay to get it redirected to your phone uh, or G Talk like, you know, so is there a Talk. standalone SIP client for Tringme? 
No, it's the other way around. It'll, it's a, confused. So, okay, you look at my you look at my blog site, and I've yes. got a Tring Me thing on it, right? Yes, and you when, click I, Tring when me. I click on that, it can either call you via SIP, as if you have a SIP connection to some other SIP provider, so a, or a SIP client, because the SIP clients yep. are pretty much free, yep. aren't they? So. Or if you have, uh, uh, if you want to, if it goes to your desk phone, then you pay for the call, right? Uh, but it allows some customer, some presumably or a friend, friend, to contact you for free. Okay, is the kind of the idea. And it's pretty quick. It's like you click on it and you can start talking straight away. Like, okay, it's that instant instant connection. But yeah. you have to have that. It's the other end. It's which the other is, end. Yeah. Okay. And as soon as you want to do something useful with it, as in, not everyone has a SIP client kicking around at home, or connected permanently to receive. Yeah, calls. I'm still haven't seen any SIP clients come out for many many phones yet. Again, it's because yeah. you've got to monetize it somehow. You do. And uh, um, SIP is is a lot more complicated protocol than you think. But uh, anyway, so that's what it's all about. Okay. So initial enthusiasm, but. Unfortunately, not quite as quite floats your boat at the end of the day. Okay, um, we just before we we started recording here, you were showing me your little light blue girly phone with some TV on it. <laughs> That's um, one of my three, uh, and, and yeah, a three three Skype phone. In fact, so I guess that's got an element of mm-hmm. voice over Skype? IP, Ooh. although it's all Skype protocol, and um, it's got a pretty small screen now, isn't it? It's like an inch by an inch and a half, maybe. Yep. Um, and uh, we're looking at the actual watching TV. Yeah, this is live. Channels. Have you looked had a look at a real TV to see? Or I say a real TV. <laughs> um, is the encoding delay significant? I don't know, but I suspect it is. Uh, I'll have to check well, from the from the video quality. I don't think they spend very long encoding it. <laughs> That's right. Here we go. So here we are watching some actual TV. And uh, can you just tilt the phone and it wishes around? No, not quite like your, <laughs> your iPhone. But I can watch it full screen. Turn the phone sideways and... Oh, uh, Silip Bang adverts. Fantastic. <laughs> so, there you go. And the, yeah, it's perfectly watchable, even though the bandwidth is obviously not, not a great deal. Yeah. Now there's a new from IAMS that appeals to your cat. There you go. Oh, IAMS adverts. <laughs> oh, yeah, anyway, for those. enough of that. Um, so, we're looking at sort of 3G stuff. Um, and O2 here in the UK, one of the, the carriers... Mm-hmm. Um, is throttling its 3G customers? Is that right? Yeah, it turns out it turns out it's just the uh, the plebs that are just not paying enough for their service. Uh, I'm sure they click through their mm. Eulers without even thinking about it either. But uh, they're providing 128 kilobits per second to standard to all 3G customers. Isn't that the same as GPRS? Like, yeah. Uh, GPRS is not quite 115. 115. Yeah, 115-ish. Well, that's yeah. yeah fire rate, isn't it? Not usable bandwidth. Or yeah, exactly. Like that. But. Uh, That's so rubbish. Anyone isn't it? on that must be on a lower than normal tariff, according to O2, which must, which means less than thirty-five pounds a month. But nobody has an all-you-can-eat tariff anyway. Even I mean, your your TV stuff there is what fifty p a day, right, to watch a channel. Yep, or two pounds a month for everything. For everything. Yeah, which is not too bad. We spent so on, your iPhone, on your you've got O2 on your Vodafone. Oh, you've got Vodafone on your phone. Yeah, yeah. yeah, okay. And you don't watch video over that. It, and literally, it, the phone will stop you watching any. All right, high video content. You stuff. can't watch. You can't even connect to YouTube. It just says, you know, really? not, get not an option. Get, get Wi-Fi. Get Wi-Fi. Go somewhere else. It yeah. Says. So it turns out that uh, if you're on another tariff on on O2, you get 384 kilobits per second. But what do we mean by? I mean, they're advertising this as broadband. But is I that think really that's stupid because the consumer doesn't know. Your right. average punter doesn't know. They'll just no. say this is slow. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> or the internet's slow today. Or why can't yep. I do this? I yep. mean, and and I would agree that you don't need. More than 128k. No one would ever need more than that. <laughs> for general uh-huh. usage, especially if you're browsing on a screen the size of a postage stamp. <laughs> I mean, right. it's you know it doesn't make and doesn't make much difference. Although you know you've got a web UI on this phone here, and it's mm-hmm. uh, it's 
quite slow to come in, isn't it? He's pretty slow. Um, uh, I mean, I've got, I've, I've tried surfing on my laptop because you know when you're traveling, you need to be able to. This access is using them. the phone as a modem. Yep. So I'm using modem. using this phone as a modem, using a GPRS. This is Vodafone yeah. uh, as a modem, and the GPRS does does suck. But if you're desperate, it's all right. Um, the three connection is okay. Like it's perfectly less sucky. fine. Yeah, less sucky. <laughs> it sucks less. Uh, but. Uh, you, I mean, you wouldn't want to use it for too long. You, I mean, it's still not melt the phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, nothing if, about if that urgent for the urgent email. Um, so, what have you got here about uh, TV rights? Well, it's, this Talk is. I this. thought this was interesting. Just looking at some of the, the stuff going around about uh, mobile TV in Europe, and we, there's been a still a lot of you know why isn't it being adopted? Mm. And there's a sort of discussions going on about standardisation and mm-hmm. cross. I mean, mm-hmm. one of the challenges we have in Europe and. I heard about this at a conference uh, a couple of months ago. Was data roaming for mobile mm. phones is what keeps mm. a lot of the networks al- alive because they charge so much when you change countries, yeah. when you move countries. And you can imagine it's kind of okay here in the UK because yep. you're on an island, but in Europe, you know, you could cross the street and find you're being charged a double whack <laughs> yeah, by because oh, right. you've yeah, suddenly connected point. to a network yeah. in another country, I mean, which I've is been, charging uh, you roaming fees. So <laughs> I've been down the south coast in England and. It roamed onto French networks, Ooh, you know, without even <laughs> without even knowing it. So I gotta imagine if you're in Belgium or something like that. Yeah, well, it's what a, do you do? Well, you just pay. <laughs> but that's you know, it's a nice subsidy, and everyone, it's a nice mm. kind of mobile phone club, and everyone keeps going. So this roaming isn't there, whereas in the US they don't have this. Um, and mm. so you've got you've so you got, got one thing you've got way to get away from. You've got a problem there if you're watching mobile TV and you're roaming mm-hmm. first of all because they have yes. to have compatible networks and DRM. You've also got another problem, which is to do with rights. Right. Yeah, of course. Because if you're watching a piece of content here, you're not allowed to so for a consumer, watch it across yeah, you've there. Got, you've got two problems. There's a technology challenge. Everyone mm. has to basically agree on a common standard. Mm. And another one is you have to have rights that are cross-border. Mm. Imagine you're watching the... And this is... We've got some information about UEFA. You're watching you know, the, the uh, Champions League or something and you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're driving in your car or someone else is driving. And then you cross... <laughs> you know, it's coming up to penalty time. You cross the border and... Oh, Sorry, no rights. You, ah, remember, you, know, go you can imagine that would happen, right? It Absolutely. Would be, um, so I think that people like UEFA are doing, uh, they said something like co-exclusivity over complementary platforms. What does that mean? Does that mean they're, they're trying to rights deliver issues? Um, internet, mobile, terrestrial. Is that the plan? Yeah, I mean, they've got, at least they've got a good goal. They want to um, allow fans to watch matches wherever, whichever, and whenever mm-hmm. on any screen. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're, they're licensing rights on a multi-platform basis, i.e. per format and duration. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's... But they then have to desi- divide what's a format, I suppose. Um, but, well, it's uh, interesting because uh, back back a few years ago when I was working in a pay TV broadcaster in Australia, uh, we were some of our content agreements were coming up for renewal and uh, we were looking to put a PVR out at that stage and so we we're trying to check if the contracts had, you know, can you record this stuff on a PBR as part yeah. of the actual contracts and uh, when you're looking at it the, some of the old ones weren't even specific about whether or not uh, the content was delivered over cable or satellite or IP yeah, or it was just mobile it was delivery. just delivery yeah you can deliver the content uh, which of course nowadays everyone's breaking it up into much more uh, granular form so you're selling the rights for mobile for, for each uh, format for as they would say but I mean you can't keep a, either that or they're restricting it with legalese mm. So it's it's only one format because they mm. don't know if something else, the next big thing comes along. Exactly. They want to get more cash out. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. So I guess they're a bit more clued up on it these mm. days. Mm. Indeedy. Um, all interesting stuff. Now, uh, 
Not other kind of mobile mobile stuff. Um, I've got a cool app on my iPhone. Mm. iPhone app week called uh, Geopedia, mm-hmm. um, which is, uh, is I guess it's kind of a mashup in a way. It's essentially using the location capabilities of the phone mm-hmm. uh, matched up with Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, the phone you launch the app. The phone says, "Oh, where am I? Okay, I'm here." Then it goes to Wikipedia and pulls out links which are relevant to your location. That's pretty cool. Um, and I think there's a project called Geopedia, which is run out of France, where right. someone has tried to index Wikipedia by geography. Okay, <laughs> that's a. Fi- I mean, there's like 10 million articles in Wikipedia. Yeah, but now, I guess but you can. I mean, this is it, it's quite a the, the passing exercise to go through text and, mm. and see if you're going to identify okay, identifiable right, locations. That's really um, cool because we're sitting here near Heathrow when it pulled up like, everything to do with. Heathrow and the terminals. And yeah, exactly. And, and and it's even got links, I think, to Flickr sites. There's Flickr pictures and things like that. So you can have a look around. I, I mean, I only downloaded it last night, but it, it just seems quite a good kind of mashup. That's but it, it's an example of how the web isn't organized geographically. Yeah, you're right. It isn't. Um, it's very but not I think organized. You know, clearly that's coming. Yeah. Uh, and that's a very cool. Google, yeah. I guess, has got with Google Maps and stuff, as mm-hmm. you can search near things, but it. It's. I guess they're trying to build their own database. Obviously, Wikipedia mm. is an open, mm. open access, um, and not linked in mm-hmm. to Google Earth. But I guess you could. I mean, it's, mm. again, it's more of a mashup of bringing data sources. But, together. I mean, do you see what we're seeing here? It's not just. I mean, it's not just kind of the internet, which is some sort of ethereal thing. We're seeing yeah. a real melding between the, the the information on the internet and the exactly where you are in the real world. It's like yeah. no, I think that kind of sort of like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. You pull out and say, Ooh. Exactly. I mean, it, it sounds great, but at the, the end of the day, typically, you know where you are. Generally, Otherwise, yes. you wouldn't have gone there. You don't, you know, uh-huh. I think in a Hitchhiker's Guide or a Doctor Who world, where mm-hmm. you just like teleport out, oh, where are we? Mm-hmm. You know, hit the button, oh, we're here, what's nearby, oh, mm-hmm. this is it. You know, that's, that's still in the realms of science fiction. Um, but it is still handy if you could find local restaurants and things like Absolutely, that. Absolutely, that's very cool. Um, Mind you, the, uh, the location is not specifically too granular is it really I mean well I guess the location because there's no GPS obviously in the device but if it knows roughly where you are and you I guess it'd be interesting in the Geopedia database it's only as mm-hmm. good as the data that's gone in and True. if that's been basically farmed or a bot has gone through Wikipedia and tried to identify mm-hmm. names mm. but it's, it's an interesting project anyway it's so, very cool and, and it might come in handy if I'm want to know about Sipson and Harmonsworth <laughs> in the future um, now we don't have a lot of gaming news, so let's move right on to... Yeah, uh, old PSP update came out, apparently. Oh, really? Anything yeah, interesting? It's just to do with remote control of the PS3, apparently. Oh. Okay, cool. <laughs> hey, haven't, <laughs> I'm um, excited. I haven't bothered. Every time I try and use my PSP, I have to fire it out to recharge it. <laughs> um, so, but, smelly phones, what's all this about? Well, I, I think you should do this one, James. This is, <laughs> this is a classic. I mean, you're suggesting something. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, uh, I did have a shower you know, this morning. You know. When you communicate with people, you can, uh, if you have the right 3G phone, you can, you can see them. You can definitely talk to them. But can you smell them? Fortunately, not. I imagine Japanese commuter trains. <laughs> That's right. I remember going on a commuter train in in uh, Korea, mm-hmm. and it was whew, quite whiffy. At the end of the day, you've got <laughs> gar- really garlic and armpits. It's quite quite <laughs> hectic. Um, so what have they've done? This is NTT Docomo. Um, they've got these, but they're all using these iMode phones. Mm-hmm. They're giving a, a group of test subjects, men and women, twenty of them, on a ten-day pilot, a um, a gadget which, via infrared, will emit smells on demand or something. <laughs> right, uh, fantastic. And there's a web-connected gateway 
and you can um, you know, activate, you can do timings to release fragrances from this. I mean, it sounds like a, these people must have backpacks <laughs> on with like in, injector things. Um, this, the entity document will take user reactions from the pilot to learn ab- about when, where, and how the subjects prefer to use the service, as well as the fragrance device's design and usability. Um, and you can have playlists, mixes, and emits. You can mix your base fragrances, Fantastic. and you can. So I guess it's like a smelly track to audio or video content you're watching. Right. Okay. Okay. So it's not it's not communicating the smell of something else. It's like a, a smell, an additional. Uh, well, it kind of is if you're sharing stream. It. I don't know whether you can you can you know and then the classic one is sending someone a fart <laughs> I mean I'm, that's what you do isn't it <laughs> Fabulous. remote farting do, yes extend your your reach for offending people <laughs> so that's, uh, it's all good indeedy um, so I don't know if that's gonna, that one's going to actually come to uh, actually get out there is uh, commercial product well, smell is, I guess the smelly printer is always there, isn't it? There's lots of stuff about smelly vision, but uh, smelly vision, smelly sound, smelly, smelly. So it's a, they're promoting it as the smell phone, as <laughs> the cell phone. <laughs> Every I'm sure that doesn't work in Japanese. Um, so that's it. So if you've got any news, stories, views, um, do let us know. You can contact us at feedback at onthecouchpodcast.com. And we'd love to hear from you. Uh, thanks for listening. Do... Uh, Tell your friends. Go to the website, www.onthecouchpodcast.com. Write us a review on iTunes. And uh, if nothing else, we'll see you next week in episode 73. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye from me, James. And bye from me, Ian. <laughs> <laughs>